Okay. Good morning, kids. Isn't it such a beautiful morning? It's so beautiful. Um, I just thank God for this beautiful Sunday because every Sunday morning we can be together to remember our covenant with God and celebrate it together. So I am very excited to pick up from where we left off two weeks ago. Do you remember two weeks ago we talked about Pentecost? We looked at the book of Acts, how you spell it, Acts, when Jesus ascended, that is, he returned to heaven. We remember how the disciples stayed in Jerusalem? Do you remember why the disciples stayed in Jerusalem? By the way, you know, I really, really, really miss being together in person because I know that some of you will be raising your hands eager to answer my question. So, at home right now, if you're, you answered, the disciples stayed in Jerusalem because Jesus told them to stay there because God was going to keep God's promise and send them the Holy Spirit, then you are correct. Do you remember when the Holy Spirit came? It was like a strong wind blowing and how it filled the whole house where they were all sitting. They saw something that looked like fire in the shape of tongues. The flames separated and came to rest on each of them, and how all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in languages they had not known before because the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to do this. Do you remember how the disciples were testifying of the great and mighty deeds of God in different languages? They were giving testimony of how God was so faithful to them. When the disciples started to speak in other languages, it was kind of like, let's say, if Elder Norm suddenly started to speak in Chinese about the wonderful acts of God so that Chinese people could understand. Or like Pastor David started to speak in Italian about how God keeps God's promises so that Italian people could understand. I bet if you and I were there in the book of Acts 2, we would wonder, what is going on? Maybe some of us might think something like, wow, God really loves the world. And he was doing something amazing so that more people could hear the good news of Jesus. Or maybe some of us might think that there was something fishy going on and that people who were filled with the Holy Spirit were just confused and not thinking straight. Well, you know, that's exactly what happened. There were people who were amazed, but there were also people who made fun of the believers. In other words, there were some haters. They thought the happiness and joy that the people were experiencing was from drinking wine. They thought the disciples could speak in other languages because they were drunk. You know, sometimes God comes down to us in a way that causes us to change and makes us able to do things that we couldn't do before without God. But sometimes people don't understand what God is doing. So they try to make sense of it by explaining it with what they think is only possible for humans. You see, the haters knew that a human couldn't just suddenly speak in another language. 
they didn't have faith to know that God, with God, all things are possible. They couldn't make sense of what God was doing. So they just thought that the people were under the power of alcohol, not the power of the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. In the middle of all that commotion, of all that was going on, as some people in the crowd started to make fun of the disciples, one of the disciples, named Peter, stood up. And in a loud voice, he spoke to the crowd. You see, when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, Peter was no longer afraid to speak boldly. Peter told the crowd, You think that these people are drunk, but they're not drunk, he said. Let me tell you what's going on. Whoa, Peter was pretty confident. When the Holy Spirit filled Peter, Peter was courageous. He stood up and spoke in a loud voice. Peter began to explain to the crowd that long ago, a prophet named Joel said that God would pour out the Holy Spirit on all people in the last days. That means that the Holy Spirit would be with not only old people, but young people, with both men and women. You see, the prophet Joel said that God would come to judge all people of the world. God would judge to see how people treated each other. This was very scary news to the crowd. You see, Peter continued because he was on a roll. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was the one helping him to understand all of God's words, you know, the book of Joel and everything. And Peter was understanding God's big plan for us. So Peter said, listen to this, people. You know that God tried to reach you, tried to talk to you by showing you so many miracles and signs and wonders through Jesus. God did this because long ago, God planned that Jesus would do all these things, but God also knew that you would still not believe who Jesus was. You would still not believe that Jesus was God's promised Messiah, the one who would come to save. So what did you do? Peter said, what did you do? You nailed him to the cross. You didn't believe in Jesus. And so you helped evil people to put him to death. So Peter again tells them, oh, you nailed him to the cross. You did not do what was right. You did not believe what God was doing and rejected God. You see, rejecting God is sin. Ignoring what God would have us do, disobeying God, that is sin. But here's the thing. Peter says, even though you did this to Jesus, God, God raised Jesus from the dead. Even though you sinned, even though you rejected Jesus, God was still in control. Death could not keep its hold on Jesus. Now, when the people heard this, they were pierced to the heart. These people who once didn't believe in Jesus, 
now with the help of the Holy Spirit, they began to believe. They were pierced to the heart. That means it was like the word of God was like a sword that hit them right in the heart and made them ache with regret and pain because they finally knew that they had sinned against God. When you know that you did something to disappoint God or when you know that you did something to make him angry, then it hurts your heart really, really badly. You see, when the Holy Spirit dwells in us, when the Holy Spirit is in your heart, you know when you did wrong. So their hearts were pierced. So they said to Peter and the other disciples, what should we do? What should we do? Now, we're going to step back from the story for a little bit. You remember Peter? Remember Peter was a disciple who denied Jesus three times. Remember when Jesus was arrested and handed over and made fun of and put to trial to be put to death? There was a different crowd who asked Peter if he knew Jesus. And he said, no. He said he didn't know Jesus. But that was a lie. Peter was Jesus' friend. But Peter was so scared at the time. He was afraid of what other people would think of him and do to him if they knew he was Jesus' friend. So Peter pretended that he didn't know Jesus. He pretended that he didn't know that Jesus was being put on trial. So when those people asked Peter again if he knew Jesus, again, Peter said, no, he did not know Jesus. When they asked him a third time, Peter for the third time said he did not know Jesus. You see, Jesus had already known that Peter would deny him three times, and yet Jesus still loved and hoped for Peter. Just as Jesus predicted, Peter said three times that he did not know Jesus. And when he did, a rooster crowed two times, just as Jesus said it would. Can you imagine what Peter must have felt when the rooster crowed? Peter must have felt so terrible, so awful. He betrayed, rejected his friend. He must have felt so ashamed. And so Peter became so broken because of his sin. That was before Jesus died, rose from the grave. That was before the Holy Spirit came. Because now, in front of this new crowd, this same Peter, who once was so scared, was now bold. This same Peter was now preaching to the crowd. So you see, when the people began to see the truth of what they had done to Jesus, they asked Peter, what should we do? How can we make right the wrong we did? How can God possibly forgive us for rejecting the Messiah and for killing Jesus, God's promised son. And this is what Peter said. Peter replied, repent. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then your sins will be forgiven. Repent. Do you remember what that means? Oh, I wish we were together 
Because when we're together, I like to do my little thing that I do, where I, I like to walk in one direction, right? And I, it's like, that's what repentance is. Because what sin is, is instead of walking to God, we decide to walk in the other direction, the opposite direction. And when we do that, we're walking away from God, ignoring God, pretending that we can't hear God so that we don't have to obey God's word. What it means to repent is to stop, to stop walking in the wrong direction. Instead, we must turn around. We turn ourselves around and we face God. We've put our faces toward God and we walk to God. That is repentance. You turn around, you change your ways. You tell God, you're sorry. You ask God, to forgive the wrongs you've done, and you change the direction you're going. So when Peter tells the people to repent, he's telling them, I know that what we've done to Jesus was wrong. It was sin. But listen, people, he says, God will forgive us if we repent and call on the name of Jesus as the Lord who saves. You see, Peter knew better than anyone what it's like to be weighed down in sin. But now he knew he had repented, turned himself around, he repented and asked God to forgive him for being so weak and not being courageous for Jesus. And you know what? Because he knew Jesus forgave him, he was able to face Jesus again. Can you imagine how hard it must have been for him to look at Jesus' face again, knowing that he denied knowing him three times? Peter knew that when he told Jesus he was sorry, Jesus had forgiven him. And let me tell you, when Peter was forgiven, he could boldly say that Jesus was his Lord and Savior. He was now healed and restored back to God. Kids, this is the good news of Jesus Christ, that when we confess our sins, when we repent in the name of Jesus, of all the ways we have hurt God, of all the ways we hurt our friends, our neighbors, and other people, God forgives us, and we're able to face God and walk to God. This is good news. Aren't you so glad to hear it? God didn't leave us alone. God calls us. So don't you want to run to God's arms? Well, we can by calling on the name of Jesus as the one who we follow. Because if we follow Jesus, he will always take us to his Father. So let us pray. Can you open them? Shut them? Jesus, it is you who we follow. It is your name we hollow. Open them, shut them. Holy Spirit, make us bold. Jesus, it's your hand we hold. Open them, shut them. Give your hands a clap. Open them, shut them, and fold them in your lap. Let's pray. 
Dear God, we want to follow Jesus. We ask that the Holy Spirit help us each day to follow Jesus. Help us to live our days courageously and boldly. We confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, and repent of all the ways that we forget all that you have done for us and turn away from you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, 